It's been a while. The TLDR is that I went through a year-long depressive episode, and then, with the sag after strike, we weren't sure if it was ethical to post content that arguably promoted media that contained actors. Any actors at all. So, in solidarity with my other podcast network, Deus Ex Media, for the last few months we've been waiting on releasing any episodes, but the strike is over and Barbie still slaps, so we're coming back. It's going to be pretty obvious as you listen to this episode that we recorded it in January. If you could just ignore that, we would really appreciate it. Also, while I have your attention, there is a genocide happening right now in Palestine, and many world leaders are directly supporting the Israeli government in doing it. If you're in a position to do so, consider contacting your representatives or participating in protests to call for a ceasefire. But that is enough for me. I'm going to let you get to this nearly year-old episode on Barbie in A Christmas Carol. I think it's a good one. Are we, are we talking about Barbie now? Uh, we can talk about Barbie if you feel like it. I want to talk. <laughs> Not about Barbie. Yeah. All right. What, what if... What if we made a podcast that had no topic, like like some of those guys do, like when you're a YouTuber and you're like, I'm so popular now that I could just make a podcast where I talk about anything and people will listen to it because they like me. People don't like us. And also we'd have to be popular men first. But see- We'd have it, to be funny. The thing is, it would just be for us. We okay. could just rant about our hyperfixations every like, day. So this week, uh, I'm going to talk about Kim Kitsuragi. This week, <laughs> this is the fan fiction that I read about Malevolent. <laughs> my favorite thing is um, to detail fanfics to my girlfriend in graphic detail. I'm like, okay, so this is fic I read, right? And they're like, yeah, of course, as you are wont to do. And I'm like, right. And then I like explain the fanfic. And then I explain why I was thinking about that fanfic and how it relates to the current fanfic I'm reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I want to do that, but I want you to read the fanfictions more, and so I'm like, <laughs> they're not going to read the fanfictions. I know. Yeah, I would never Which force anybody to read a Sherlock fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, actually, no, there's like a couple that I'm like, actually, you should read this fic, it's really good. I have fandoms where I'm like, I don't know anything about this source material, but I know that you people are insane in the way that I enjoy <laughs> Yeah, no, sometimes you, no, you can just send, like, Teen Wolf fanfictions to people. They don't have to watch Teen Wolf. You're all like, there are some guys that turn into wolves, their parents don't know. Okay, I think that you're actually wrong. I've tried to read Teen Wolf fanfiction, and I'm like, it's like, a, the world building in Teen Wolf is what fucking world bizarre. <laughs> yeah, because there's no- <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Well, Derek died, like, five times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so they're all like, see, the problem with the Teen Wolf fanfiction is that the fanfiction is based on like the trauma of the characters. Based? Based on what? <laughs> Let's talk about Barbie. All right. So rare to find a friend like you. Somehow when you're around, the sky is always blue. The way we talk, the things you say, the way you Welcome to Summer in July. What? It's, 
<laughs> Sorry, fuck. Blockhouse. It's not, it's, it's not summer. It's not July. <laughs> and we weren't supposed to do this in summer. We were supposed to do this several months ago when it was Christmas. I meant to say welcome to Christmas in July. Okay. I, I. Sorry. I didn't even get the reference, which made it even worse. Christmas in July. Yeah. We'll get this out by July. <laughs> it, it better be sooner than July. <laughs> We have accepted, and I hope that you have all accepted, and I'm sorry, that this podcast just comes out when it comes out. I would love to do better for you all, but- Once a month, we said. <laughs> That's doable, we said. It we is. Were, it's doable. It we would be entirely doable if we were just better people. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an Adderall shortage. <laughs> I haven't seen dopamine in months. You want dopamine? They showed me a picture of Kim Kitsuragi. It's my phone background. <laughs> All right. So anyways, there's this video game called Disco Elysium. And we're talking about Barbie in A Christmas Carol. Ooh, Christmas Carol. We only managed to watch one. No, I I watched two, a different one. But we as a family, and by family, I mean me and Ray and my girlfriend, only managed to watch one Christmas Carol this season. And by season, I mean the middle of January. <laughs> We didn't even watch A Christmas Carol. I, I Did we not even no. watch Muppet Christmas Carol? I was all like, I want to watch Muppet Christmas Carol this year. And we said, yes, okay. And then we did I watch it every year. How could we have missed it? That's just what Christmas be like. We had, oh my God. So, we had so much family up this year, actually, for Christmas. That's true. Uh, Ray's parents and sister came up. My sister came up. Uh, our other aunts, like all three of her children visited at one point. Yeah, that was wild. They're all in different countries. <laughs> Yeah. And then my sister's gonna go to Korea. She'll be in a different country. One of them is from Canada. Uh, one of them, his wife flew in with her child from Japan. These guys are uh, the rich ones. They're, they're the, uh, it's the good rich family. At the, life. Her daughter. I think that we've mentioned this before. It's just the thing Jap that we complain about. What? She lives in Japan, but right now she is down by Australia because they were going to check out Antarctica and take samples they're the smart rich family we're yeah. the rejects that have a gay barbie podcast we're like those people who were in gifted classes in high school and then you're like oh my god i'm so fucking neurodivergent <laughs> and then you get a part-time job and live with your cousin yeah we're the gay cousins yeah that's it <laughs> it's it's us i thought it'd be more honestly i thought there'd be more of us I'm still holding mm. out for our sisters. Mm. Sh Charlotte's bi or something. Good for her. Uh, her boyfriend was like, happy. I don't remember. It must have been like bi visibility day. And he was like, happy bi visibility day. And she was like, oh. Oh, that's so nice of him, actually. <laughs> uh, I headcanoned my sister as asexual. <laughs> which I think I've said before. But I'm pretty sure she also headcanons herself as asexual. So we're all good there. <laughs> but I only know that through illegal means, so. Headcanning yourself as something is uh, something that you only do when you're very neurodivergent. <laughs> when you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in here. <laughs> if I was outside of this person, this is what it'd probably be. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh my god, let's talk about Barbie. <laughs> so, this is another uh, Barbie tells Kelly a little story. Which hey, is she calls her Shelly. I was watching this movie today and I was really? like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. She says Shelly every time. I was like, am I mishearing her? No. What? Uh, I looked on the Barbie wiki and it says Kelly, but she says 
Shelly, what the fuck? I'm on barbiemovies.fandom.com and it says Kelly. So uh, that sure is interesting. It really, I, you'll have to listen to it because it's, I, I don't understand. What? She said Shelly. I'm a hundred percent positive. Huh. Huh. Sorry. Yeah. It's weird. It it's, should be it's Kelly. Kelly. They, they say that it's Kelly. But, interesting. That's but good to know. <laughs> All right. So. Um, it is Christmas Eve, and Kelly doesn't want to go to this big um charity a, ball. Yeah. Um, she wants to stay home, open a present, uh, celebrate with her family, have hot chocolate, make cookies, whatever their tradition is. So she is hiding actually in Barbie's room, and Barbie is looking everywhere for her. Um, because Barbie is a responsible sister. <laughs> um, and I think it's like her job to get Kelly there. Like she's one of the last people to go. We were talking about this uh while we were watching it. We. I don't know how old Barbie is supposed to be in most of these movies, but especially this one. A lot of movies, uh, Swan Lake, she strikes me as a teen counselor. Mm -hmm. She strikes me as like 16, maybe 17 or 18. This right. one, she strikes me as like 25, 22. Right? And I feel like it's partly like the dress and the hair that she yes, has going on. For sure. But, but we were saying that like, she's probably a teen in universe because like she's living with her parents, but maybe she's not living there. Oh, I for, think that we decided yeah. that she's on break from college. That would make sense for me. She's yeah. home from college. And I don't know. I, a lot of the Kelly and her sisters early days, she feels like she's early twenties. Right? And I think that that's just, like, the level of maturity that they give her because she's supposed to be a role model. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think that they intend her to be a teen. But I don't believe them. I don't believe them. In my brain. <laughs> well, uh... When we get there, uh, Eden Sterling is not a teen. Are you sure, though? She says that she debuted at 13. She could well, be, like, she's like 19 or something. And well, just 19. Like, but she's not a minor. She is not, like, under 17 years of age. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say she's 16 or younger. No. Yeah, she could be 18, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think that... Okay. No, I was going to talk about this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when we got there, I was going to talk about it, but let's just do it now. Um... My there's this good video it's called uh, Rating Barbie Movies Costumes on Historical Accuracy. <laughs> um, I, the YouTuber, I am so sorry about uh, <laughs> her name. I'm going to link it in the bottom it's in the episode You're description. You're not even going to attempt it? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try right now. It's Karolina Zabrowska. Zabrowska. Something like that. Mm. Um... Anyways, so she told me that Barbie's hair in, or not Barbie's, Eden's hair. In Christmas Carol. In this film, yes. Uh, that her hairstyle is like an 1870s teenager style, which she thought was weird. She was like, this isn't really the kind of hair that an adult woman would have, more like a teenager, oh. but it's pretty accurate. But I'm like, maybe that, maybe she is a teenager. I don't oh. know. That's why I was thinking about it. It is really interesting. Because her hair, yeah, is like kind of up or it's to the side. Well, she she has specifically like ringlets. And mm -hmm. I think that they go down her face on like one side. Yeah. Like it's in slightly asymmetrical. Uh. Yeah. Um. So obviously this is Barbie A Christmas Carol. So uh, Barbie is going to tell the story of A Christmas Carol. Um. She is searching for her sister in the house. She finds Kelly in her room and she's all like, girl, we gotta go. <laughs> okay. I love... Barbie is so fucking snarky at the beginning of this movie. They're like priming us. They're like... Like, I have never seen her like this before. <laughs> she says... She says... 
small person not next to me, which is like <laughs> such sibling energy. It's good sibling energy. But like, I have never heard Barbie speak in such a manner before. And actually, she goes into her room not even looking for Kelly in her room. She's like grabbing something. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hello? Have you been in here? We had a, we have to go. We gotta, girl, we gotta scram. <laughs> Come on. As my family would say, we are off like a herd of turtles. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> Oh, Midwestern families. <laughs> um, but Kelly doesn't want to go. She wants to celebrate Christmas the way their family always does. She says, I hate Christmas. Of course she does. Because <laughs> uh, she's a child. Uh, if there's anything people know about Ted, um, it's that I hate children and I hate old people. <laughs> I feel like you hate most of your peers, too. I think that you might just be a misandrist. What? No. <laughs> I believe in the inherent good in people, and then they always prove me wrong. <laughs> See, I don't know that that's, uh, I'm like, I trusted this person, but they're a bad person, actually. <laughs> you suck, wow. See, I believe in the inherent good in people. I just, uh, don't like to be around people personally. <laughs> well, that too. I think people are fine. I'm just uncomfortable. Well, that too. I, no, I think about, like, people in my life and I'm like, wow, why was I such a, like, unsociable jerk, especially in college? Mm. And it's because, obviously, I was dealing with a lot of identity issues. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you're just non-binary and trans now. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Also, like, freshman year, did I know I was gay? A little bit. Hmm? Was I embracing that? No. Hmm? <laughs> Anyways, so, Barbie sits down with her sister and she's all like, this is for a really good cause. You know, all of our friends and family are already there. We're gonna go celebrate with them. It's gonna be fun. And Kelly's like, no, I don't want to go. I hate Christmas. This is awful. This sucks. And so it is specifically the I hate Christmas. And she's like, you know, I... I, there's a story of somebody else who hated Christmas or something, <laughs> and she gets the snow globe, which does have the three fairies in it or whatever. Yes, it has the three spirits. The three spirits. Um, And she gives it to Kelly. She's like, I'll tell you what, our little story. But I don't think that we get a very good look at the three spirits. No, not in not yeah, originally. Which I think is a really interesting choice of them. So Barbie starts to tell her the story of Eden Starling, who is a glamorous singing diva. <laughs> she Specifically, she's a diva. Like, that's like a title, I think. Mm-hmm. The prima donna of the yeah. stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only know things from like a fan of the opera. That lady <laughs> exactly. was a prima donna slash diva lady. Sorry, I was going to quote it. I won't know. Um... <laughs> I've seen Phantom of the Opera a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot. <laughs> um, so the, we are introduced to a shot of her, like, giving a performance, which is also very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she's doing a very, like, modern vocal style until, like, the last few notes where she gets very, like, operatic and she has, like, a mole yeah. and you're like, haha, you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mole. They always get you the, with mole the mole. and the opera singing. Yeah. And that's our main character, who, interestingly, is not voiced by Kelly Sheridan. Because I'm like, did did Mattel or, they, did they just, like, not want Barbie to be associated with this mean character? But I feel like the doll and model is still Barbie. It is. And for sure. So, I think. So either they didn't want to have Barbie's voice be associated with meanness or Kelly Sheridan can't do a British accent. 
Yeah, she inexplicably has a British accent. No, not no, not inexplicably. They're in Britain. Okay, in London. It's a really interesting choice because uh, they're in like Malibu. I'm sure. <laughs> well, because it's set in like Dickensian times, like the original Christmas Carol, except that it has nothing to do with a Christmas Carol. It uses the structure, but the plot is entirely changed. All of the details, mm. but they kept the setting. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> and they stuck to it. Like uh, that video that I told you about where she talks about the costumes. She's like, all of these costumes are terrible in all of these movies, except for this one. This one's S tier. They actually did some research. They they like looked at a picture. They, they understood the assignment, which was to <laughs> set this in 19th century England. Um, um, so... Eden Starling was voiced by Morwena Banks, who, um, where is she? She was also in Barbie Princess Charm School as Miss Privet, which... Is she the nice one? I think that's, I think so. Okay. I don't remember, but yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Weird. Um, yeah, that lady's kind of British. That makes sense. Um, her singing is Melissa Leons, who we've met before. Yes, that name sounds familiar. And then she also has children voices, uh, Prudence Edwards speaking and Leanne Arya, who is singing. And I'm like, just get people that can sing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> People that can sing can voice act, I bet you. I've But I think they have well, like a specific type of voice they're going for. Okay. And then they all I don't know. They used like auto-tune in this movie. Like so noticeably. Bad. All of the children so the auto-tune. It's so bad. <laughs> like, why couldn't you just just let people sing? Like, uh <laughs> I think what's his face? The fucking guy who's the crab from Moana. Um oh, right? <laughs> no, the What's the crab from Juana's name? I ate my grandma. That doesn't matter. That's There's a YouTuber who likes him. Okay. I can't remember the guy. I, I have to remember. I have to look up the guy or else it'll- The crab from Moana or the guy from YouTube? The guy from YouTube. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't reference a YouTube person without actually saying their name. Of course, or else of it's, course. Or else it's like fucked up of me. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be vague I, like me. I have to know what his name is. I- I think it starts with an S. It's part of my mysterious aura. Schaeferillis Productions on YouTube Never did heard a of him video. In my life, huh? I watched most of his stuff. Interesting. Well, uh, anyways, uh, he did a video. Maybe it wasn't even him. Cut out this entire section. I watched a YouTube video one time <laughs> <laughs> that was like about you know how when you let actors sing, even if they aren't the best of singers. It's usually better because you get their vocal acting and, you know, you allow their character to come through during the song sections and how that's generally going to be a better performance than making like auto-tune and like something that sounds quote-unquote correct. Okay, so Ray from the edit here, and I'm pretty sure that the video I was thinking of is Why the Music in the Live Action Disney Remakes is Worse Than You Thought by Sideways, but I think Schaeferillis might have had a similar video where he was talking about Moana as he usually fucking does, and like the performance of The Rock as Maui, that's the fucking guy. Anyways... So I'm just going to link both of those channels, because why the fuck not? Uh, they both make some pretty good videos. Check them out, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I always prefer when they just use the voice actor to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of Disney uh, productions, like Steven Universe, and um, I think Owl House has had a song or two. <laughs> Did it? Uh, maybe. They have all had a song. <laughs> I don't remember Owl House having any songs, but I, I understand Amphibia your point. I think had like one song, but it was probably Alex Hirsch as a frog man singing. I don't remember. I don't know what the fuck you are on about. I think that There's you're a- imagining this. What? No. <laughs> There's no song. Song in the Owl House. Sorry, I was talking about Amphibia. Amphibia, okay. That- Alex Hirsch is a frog version of Stan from Gravity <laughs> Falls. And he's all like, a human, huh? And then he uh, like turns her into a wax figure to join his house of mysteries. <laughs> I feel mm, less sure now, but there might have been a song. <laughs> Disney shows, especially after Steven Universe and... Um, Adventure Time will just have, like, a song. Well, that's because the people who made Steven Universe and Adventure Time were smart and good. You mean Rebecca Sugar? Yes, you just mean Rebecca Rebecca Sugar. Sugar. (laughs) Anyways, a lot of those voice actors uh, weren't necessarily, like, singers, but they still sang their own songs as the characters, and I enjoyed that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for Marceline, who is, like, a professional singer. (laughs) Well, I mean, Steven Universe has fucking Estelle, so... Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, side tangent over. We open to Eden Starling uh, singing. um, We're in Victorian England. Um, She is the owner of a theater house, specifically. Oh, I didn't really realize that. Yeah. Um, And so she sings this beautiful song and she's like, thank you, thank you. And they all, oh, I should do like a bad British accent when I do that. (laughs) Anyways, they, like, throw roses at her and the curtains fall. And then, like, she immediately, like, scowls or whatever. And she's like, ugh, blah, blah, blah. And, And, you know, Barbie, like, narrates about how she's mean. (laughs) Yep. And uh, her friend shows up, who is is her childhood friend, which we find out later, um, shows up. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine shows up with a C. And she's her costume designer and her childhood best friend. And uh, Eden is like, where were you? I needed you. I need... I don't even remember what she needs. She needs, like, She needs her crumpets buttered perfect. The crump... The butter is pooling. It's pooling, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, where were you? They did my crumpets all wrong. (laughs) And Catherine's like, I'm sorry, I was uh, doing a thing. She's like, it doesn't matter. My crumpets were ruined. I need new ones immediately. I'm the most important thing, Catherine. Catherine! (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So she, you know, very self-centered, very selfish person and which is the what we're trying to get from a christmas carol yes indeed so Catherine is our stand-in for bob cratchit um but she thinks of herself more as eden's friend than as her employee which is really interesting Mm -hmm. you know she stands up to her immediately it's a very different dynamic than the typical scrooge and cratchit yeah you know she'll be all like they didn't mean anything by it I can't always be here. I guess Catherine's more like a mix between Cratchit and the nephew character. Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Fred, I think. Fred. <laughs> um. Oh, 
we didn't mention the most important character in the film, uh, which would be Chuzzlewit. Oh, her cat. I, so, on the subject of, this is a very interesting start we've had. We're, we're doing a really bad job of the plot. But <laughs> in regards to Barbie sidekick animals, I don't hate Chuzzlewit. Chuzzlewit is very poorly animated. He's no better than those dogs. But he's they are ugly. not trying to tell us that Chuzzlewit is cute. No, he's like an uggo white fluffy cat. And I love him. He's a horrible creature. And he's just a funny little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's just a cat. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so Chuzzlewit, good. <laughs> Chuzzlewit, good. Uh, we, we'll have to do a, a tiered video. Of That'd be so funny. <laughs> Barbie sidekick animals. Um, so specifically her snooty cat. He's, you know, he takes after her owner. He needs things prim and proper, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so she is very arrogant and specifically believes, quote, in a selfish world, the selfish succeed. So that's like her life mantra. Mm -hmm. That's what her aunt always told her. And Catherine's like, you don't want to listen to your aunt. And she's like, of course I do. Yep. So she and Catherine go back to probably just backstage where some of the other side acts are. Um, we've got a magician, we've got two dancing Dancers, girls that are yes. twins, and I don't know, like a balancing guy? He's uh, juggling. Oh, juggling? Okay. Or something. He's, I don't, I think that he's like a French clown or something. Well, I'm just, I don't know. I was really, con I think it is just like acts for the theater. But I was so confused because I'm like, you're like an operatic singer. Why do yeah. you have these circus acts? I was also very confused. It makes a lot more sense if she's the theater owner. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Um, but no, because they're preparing for a single show together. Yeah. That's, I don't, what are, what are all these people doing? <laughs> In the in one show. So they're all practicing and she's upset by something. Probably just existence. Well, she was upset about the crumpets and then everyone is expecting to go home for Christmas. Yep. They're all kind of slacking off and she's like, um, excuse me, you're not going home for Christmas. You will stay here and practice. And if you don't, you're fired. And they're like, what? but we have families. They're expecting us to be home for Christmas. And she's like, um, wouldn't your families rather you have a job? <laughs> I mean, figure out your priorities. <laughs> I'm... She frequently says that she is the most important thing or, like, her show should be the most important yeah. thing. And it's like, my my dude, my yeah, girl. She's like, this show has to be absolutely perfect. There can be no hitches. Nothing can go wrong. And in order to ensure that, we are working constantly. And then she promptly, like, goes to bed. Well, uh, goes Catherine to tries to talk to her. Like, the others, like, send Catherine in. Like, mm -hmm. she listens to you. And she's like, oh, they think I listen to you, huh? <laughs> They think I'm a pushover, <laughs> um, but Catherine is unable to convince her. Yep. Um, so they're all downstairs milling and they're, um, so we've got her employees are Freddie, Anne and Nan, and Maurice, and the costume designer, Catherine. Mm -hmm. uh, Freddie has a crush on Catherine. He's trying to ask her out the whole movie. Yeah, he's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like, cringe. <laughs> oh my god, you had a crush on me? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> We're married. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she goes to bed. She She's like, I don't listen to anybody. Uh, we have to succeed. You'll be fired too. I don't care that you're my friend. If you leave, if anybody leaves, they're all fired. So she goes to bed. At some point during this, uh, I just have it in my notes. Mm. We get a cutaway from Kelly who's like, uh, this is weird. Usually you tell me stories about nice girls. <laughs> 
And she's like, I don't have to continue the story in, t- in typical Barbie manner. And Kelly's <laughs> like, no, no, continue the story. Well, Barbie has to explain to Kelly and to the audience yes. bec- that uh, sometimes we learn more from people who make lots of mistakes. Um, <laughs> that's what she says. But I think that it's really interesting that we get a couple of these cutaways. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the last time that I remember us getting so many was in uh, Mariposa when they With had Bibble. to like, input Bibble jokes. But uh, the point here is that they don't want kids to get lost because this is a really different kind of story for a little kid, you know? You you do normally go for like uh what's what's the word for role models I guess mm-hmm. in your protagonists. So yeah, and that is a, like a really interesting choice for Barbie to do this movie. Right. This is the most like religiously aligned Barbie movie just because they have so many Christmas songs. I forgot to mention the Christmas songs. All of the songs are not Barbie original songs. These are Christmas songs. Christmas carols for the Christmas carol. Uh, so, you know, she'll do like, oh, Christmas tree. Like, most of them are, um, Pretty secular. Yeah. But I feel like we hear, like, good King Wenceslas and, like, the the orchestration and stuff. Yeah. You know, I it does not avoid religious music, I don't think. Nope, it doesn't. So that's just, that was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this show had so many Christmas songs. So many. <laughs> they just shove them in there. Okay. And I would also like to argue given what is just about to happen, that hell is canon. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, hell is canon. (laughs) I'm in it right now. Oh! Oh! It's because I'm in pain. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so she goes to bed, and she is... She's visited by the spirit of her late Aunt Marie. Indeed, Aunt Marie. Who who is it in, uh... Madame Carp? (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't even get me started one second. No, in the original Christmas Carol. Who's oh, the guy in chains? Um, it's his business partner, uh, Jacob Marley. Oh, you're really good at names. I have watched uh the, I've watched them up It's Christmas Carol so many times. Their <laughs> names are Jacob and Robert in that because they have to have two of them so it can be Oh yeah. Those old guys. Yeah, the funny old Marley man. and Marley. I, I can't do that. Stop me. <laughs> So, uh, she is visited by her Aunt Marie, who is chained with the chains bound with mirrors of her cruelty, and it's very, like, it's always very uh, representative of the person. So, uh, it's always chains, because in the original story, you forge your chains during life. Mm -hmm. By all of your evil deed is a link in the chain. Yeah. uh, That kind of thing. But yeah, their their little twist is that the chains all end in little, little mirrors, and like when we see her in a flashback later, she's holding a mirror in front of her face like the yep. whole time yeah we're supposed to get that she was very vain in mm-hmm. life but yeah she is in hell and she's trying to keep eden out of it like they don't say that yes. but that's like really clearly what's happening yeah here. she's all like uh you are headed down the same path dude <laughs> you gotta change your ways uh three spirits are coming to visit you um and they're going to show you your uh past present and future and they're going to try to change change Eden's ways. Uh, and Eden's as soon as her aunt is like, I was wrong, she's like, you're not my aunt. She would never say that. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, mom, my aunt said she was always right. So, uh, 
<laughs> Clearly she was perfect. Uh, if I accept that she was wrong, then that means that my trauma had no reason. So yeah, she's like, um, then I have to accept that she was abusive to me in my childhood. <laughs> and she wasn't. She was doing what was best for me. So she like throws a sheet out over her and like has Chuzzlewit like try and get her, which Chuzzlewit is the best. He's not even evil. Like he just like listens to her because he, he loves her. her. He yeah. mimics her. Yeah. <laughs> Chuzzlewit loves her so much. He will do anything for her. Yeah, um, there's some parts where he's all like, please, I just want to eat some food. I'm a little kitty. Give me some food. But for the most part, he's all like, I'm going to protect my mistress, my little cat owner lady. Love her. Oh, we're acting snooty? Okay, I'll act snooty too. Yeah, yeah. He he just copies her. He's just a little kitty. He's just a kitty. Love him. Um, So, you know, we've had like a pretty slow start to this because of all of our tangents. And I'm going to start another one. Mm-hmm. It's my theory that Aunt Marie and Madame Carp yes. are the same person. <laughs> Madame Carp from Barbie Princess Popper. They, so- What's was, the actress's name? The voice actress? For which one? For It's the same woman. Is it really? Yeah, that's like, I think that's why we were talking about this. But also she has like the same like face facial model. It's a little bit different. Um, Madame Carp uh, has a more plump face. Okay. Um, she is voiced by Pam Hyatt, H-Y-A-T-T, like the hotel. I think it's, it might be, is it Hyatt or Hyatt? I, I would think it would be like Hyatt or something, but I I shouldn't even say that because I really have no idea. <laughs> um, yep. They're vo- both voiced by Pam Hyatt. Um, they both have the sort of, the the relaxed kind of fluffy bun. You've got a bun and then it kind of, donuts around your head yeah um and they had a slightly different eye color which kind of puts a wrench yeah, in our um, thing but it doesn't matter aunt marie has sort of a gray blue eye color and madame carp has specifically a blue ki- eye color um aunt marie it it varies you know their colors barbie it's like gray green blue kind of but madame <laughs> carp is very specifically uh blue um and actually mm-hmm. madame carp kind of wears like a hat the whole time so you can't really see her hair but it's just pulled back into a bun and she does have more of like uh the fat under the chin she's got more rounded cheeks she's put on some weight um and i'm just like this is her in her later life and this is what also caused her demise she was very selfish and then she died because erica left i thought we were going the opposite way i thought it was madame carp too um oh and that she lost nope, you're weight. You're right, you're right. And no, you're she, so right. I was yeah. backwards. So Madame Carp was her in her heyday. And then once she lost the castle's business. Exactly. And she, then she became bitter. And uh, <laughs> and also her family died. And now she has to raise a child. And they are very poor because they don't have a lot in the flashbacks when they go to her past. Mm-hmm. Um, She's not allowed to celebrate Christmas. They don't get extra things. Madame Carp or Aunt Marie. <laughs> um. <laughs> If she wants to be called that, I guess. Marie Carp. I mean, it's totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. So that's my, that's our whole theory. Uh, You know, she, they don't have a lot now. And she's all like, this girl can sing. I'm going to train her. She's, you know, she can get us out of this. She's living vicariously through her. She's like, my success was taken away from me. So. So I'm going to use your success to get us fame and fortune. Which mostly works, but she's dead now. (laughs) So. We meet the ghost of Christmas past, who is like a funny little guy. (laughs) Like, she's like, I don't, her model is very indicative of, um, um, Barbie. Twelve Dancing Princesses. Twelve Dancing Princesses, the twins on the stilts. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that's what her model looks like. And she's got these little pointy elephant ears. She's, um, she's got a high ponytail. She's got bangs. She's adorable. She is voiced by Tabitha St. Germain. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I love her. Um, oh, and her singing voice is Leanne Arya, which is the same as the child version of that, the main character. Oh, interesting. Anyways, that's our spirit of Christmas past. They are, they are specifically spirits and not ghosts, I guess. Hmm. Um, the spirits, uh, have increasing maturity. She is, as the past, she is the most immature. And yes. she is just happy to be included. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's really like, excited. Woo! She's really excited to meet Eden specifically. She's like, oh my god, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I love your shows. Yeah, I love her. She's very fun. Um, so we go to Eden's past Christmases. Um, as we were saying, Aunt Marie's very strict. Um, she says Eden needs to be practicing and playing piano. Um, and she's all like, and Eden's like, but it's Christmas. And she's like, it doesn't matter that it's Christmas. You need to practice. You need to be better. You need to be perfect. Okay. What I found really interesting is that Eden tries to argue that she should go over to her friend's house because they want her there. Catherine said it would make her Christmas. And she's like, make her Christmas? What about your Christmas? What about your success? You need to be doing the selfish thing. And what's selfish is for you to be practicing all the time. And so like this framing it as like something that she needs to do for herself rather than something that's selfish on uh, somebody else's part it's like you're the most important person you need to focus on yourself right it's 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 such an interesting like horrible abusive tactic <laughs> it's great um i love that emotional abuse <laughs> um it's pretty good um but she sneaks out once her aunt is gone she like goes into the other room or she leaves for the night um, she does practice until her aunt falls asleep, and then she just leaves and yep. sleds over to her friend's yeah. house. Then she goes to Catherine's house, who we've met already. And Catherine's family is so excited to see her. Yeah. They, they're like, what took you so long? They've, I think they have presents for her. They do. And she's like, oh, I don't have anything for you. And they're like, no, you're here. That's, that's all that we that's wanted. That's present enough. They're <laughs> like, we just wanted you to be here to celebrate with us. Um, they adore her. And her and Catherine sneak off, and Catherine has designed them kind of like opposite matching dresses. They're very- I love their they're dresses. They're very so cute. cute. You know, typical like, uh, like lacy with bows Christmas dresses for like young teen girls, like the preteens. They're very cute dresses. Um, I, people say that like the red and green thing is like ugly. I like it. I like I'm it. I'm Christmas bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watermelon bitch. <laughs> Um, so they sneak off and they change into these outfits that Catherine has made. And their gift, partially, is this performance that, um, they both that I think Catherine was like, Eden worked really hard on choreographing the choreography of this whole thing. And Eden's like, well, you designed the dresses. <laughs> and they're both trying to give like credit to each other. And it's very cute. So they sing together. They do this little dance. They do harmonies. It's very cute. Um, and then Aunt Marie shows up and she's like, you've been here? Um, okay. I have lots of things to say. Say it. About all of these. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay. Thing number one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Eden falls through a wall and, uh, like, falls on the floor and, like, hurts herself. And I'm like, you are either incorporeal or you're not. Uh, if you float through the wall, how can you fall on the floor? Thing number two. I have. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think we have to watch Ghost. <laughs> I think that uh, tells us a lot. Um, so in my mind, 
Uh, these situations where you become incorporeal, you become like a spirit, like a ghost. It's a lot to do with your brain. Yes, your like brain, what you imagine you can touch. But you, she was going to lean against the wall, so she was imagining that she could touch it. You're right, okay. But because generally I'm like, uh, you don't just sink through the ground because you don't think about that. But you're yes. all like, I can go through walls because I'm a ghost. Yes, generally I would agree with that. Um, but we could also just put it to the mischievous magic of Christmas past, because <laughs> Christmas past is all like, he 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 he, we can go through walls. Oh, but I made the floor corporeal for us. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But she would have never tried to make Eden fall over. She loves her. She loves her. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, she okay. just, you know, she just didn't think it through. <laughs> Thing number two, uh, there's a scene where uh, Catherine's mom like gives her some cookie dough. It's snickerdoodle. It's the most jank fucking animation it's I've so ever seen. Ugly. I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna eat that? <laughs> yeah. It, it 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 like the spoon like clips through the cookie dough. <laughs> well, you know when you get like a Barbie playset and there's like a bowl. <laughs> Yeah. With, you know, fake cookie dough or something in it. Like, it's just like a hard plastic that is uh-huh. molded into the bowl. And there's like a spoon in the bowl. It's That's what it looks like. Yep, Sometimes literally. you can like spin the hard plastic around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thing number three. This fucking dog. <laughs> I forgot about the dog. The dog can see them. Yes, it can. Uh, which has implications, but first of all, it's just fucking Sparkles or whatever the fuck it, the name is. It's, it's, it's the ugly dog again. It's it's one of those fucking Lily dogs from Diamond Castle. And oh, is it Lily and Sparkles? I think Lily yes. And, and this one's the Lily model. Yeah. But they like made it black so you can tell that it's like a mean dog. Um, it's just a little, little dog. <laughs> anyways, uh, Chuzzlewit makes fun of it. Yeah, it's just one of those like little licorice dogs. But- the dog can see them, and it barks at them, and people uh, tell the dog off for barking at nothing. That means that this is not just a, like, spirit ghost looking at shadows of the past situation. They are time traveling. This is a stable time loop. <laughs> All right. So I think you should have watched Spirited, which was the other um, Christmas Carol movie I watched, hmm. which is about the process process of Christmas caroling people. Hmm. The, the, um, I think we find out, spoiler alert for Spirited, if anybody owns Apple TV, that's the only way you can watch it, unless you really <laughs> watch it on the internet, which I suggest. <laughs> Who wants to give Apple money? Anyways, I went to, like, my aunt's and we watched it. So, it's this guy's, like, last hurrah. He, who, who's, uh, Der- uh, Deadpool? Ryan? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is the guy they're going to Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> usually they do, like, doable people. Everyone's like, no, we can't. He's a lost cause. <laughs> but um, the head of the operation, he's like, no, we can absolutely do this. We can do this for sure. I think it turns out that he was the original Scrooge. Hmm. Um, and then he took over this operation. So what they do, hmm. they have fake actors. They fake everything. They make everything. They find somebody and then they spend the entire year up to the next Christmas creating these scenes. They have oh architects. God. They have all of these things. It's like in the ghost dimension, because when you die, you can like get hired here or something. It's <laughs> A very interesting movie. Um, and things don't go great, and then they can see each other. And, uh, oh, it's because it's Elf. Who's Elf? Oh, I don't know that guy. Well, it's Elf. Um, so Elf is all like, he sees Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, I can fix him. And Ryan Reynolds <laughs> sees Elf, and he's like, I can make him worse. <laughs> and then they fall in love. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Love wins. <laughs> love wins. So 
you know, they're like making these scenes and Ryan Reynolds is like, how did you do this? <laughs> Whoa, did you get these guys? Hey guys, it's me. And he's like, they can't see you. I think they can because they're actors. <laughs> or they're like holograms or something, but mm-hmm. they are creating these scenes. Mm-hmm. So it could just be the dog actor is not properly trained. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So that's like, you know, all of Spirited. Okay. Uh, Awful dog. N- yeah, awful dog. Okay, next thing. Catherine gives her the snow globe during this scene. Oh, you're right. Yes. And what's interesting to me is that we get a slightly better look at the snow globe than earlier, I think. But we cannot see the ghost of Chris's past. You could get, like, a nice glimpse of future and present. Oh, because she's yeah, not there. It's like a little secret. <laughs> like, they, they want to give you, like, a little foreshadowing, but, like, not really notice that it's, like, yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay. So... Aunt Marie shows up, takes her away. She's like, you are forbidden from ever celebrating Christmas again. You have to come home and practice. Well, uh, we don't even get any of, like, Aunt Marie's scene, really. She just, uh, like, She shows in. up. She's obviously really angry. You're, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. just, like, inferring things. Because uh, Christmas past wants to get her out of there. She's actively trying to avoid her trauma. Christmas past wanted to show her a nice Christmas because she's, like, a nice little girl. She did not want to upset this girl. Yes. So Eden is all like, oh, you're right. Christmas was really fun. Oh, I remember when she made those outfits. But, but then she's like, we should leave right now. And Christmas past is like, what? Now? We're having a good time. And then... And then Aunt Marie shows up and she and Christmas past is like, oh, we gotta go. <laughs> so they leave and... And Christmas past apologizes. She's like, I should have left when you told me to. Yep. And then Eden explains that she ruined Christmas by like yelling the whole time. Yep. And she's like, and I was too embarrassed to ever go back. Um, She wasn't allowed to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then after that scene, Eden gets snobby again. She gets sad and vulnerable for a second. And then she activates her snobbiness it's as a so defense mechanism. Yeah. And I'm like, I see. I understand <laughs> everything about you. Because it is. It's a shell. It's a wall. It's mm-hmm. what her aunt built her up to be. Mm-hmm. It's how her aunt wanted her to be. To be selfish. To take care of herself. Which, okay. Let's talk about abusive parents. Not really. <laughs> but- the aunt did want her to succeed in life. She yes. was living vicariously through her. Um, She wanted her to have fame and fortune. But also, this is a way for her niece to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. This is ensuring her success. She won't have to worry about her niece. So she is a selfish person, but in being selfish and awful, she is trying to take care of her in like a way she knows, yeah. which doesn't make it better. But I think that is something important to look at. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Tangled and her stepmother, <laughs> because unless you've had an emotionally abusive relationship in your life, especially like a parental one, you don't understand that Gothel did love her and she loved Gothel. And that's not something Rapunzel is going to get over anytime soon. Like the death mm-hmm. of the woman who raised her. Mm-hmm. That woman raised her. They say, um, what is it? I love you. I love you more. I, I love, love you most. most. And that's like, it gets me every time. They love each other. And I think, and even though Mother Gothel, she is selfish, she is cruel, she ultimately is all like, I need Rapunzel's power. Um, You know, that comes through, like, that urge, right. that selfishness. Gothel's selfish stuff trumps her love for Rapunzel, but that does not mean that she doesn't love yeah. her. It's a very interesting relationship. And ultimately, really she's a bad person. I, I'm always so, like, put off when people are watching it and, like, during the first scene with them, they're like, oh, oh no, this is just, this is not 
like it seems so foreign to them that yeah. someone would even act like this and i'm like oh no that's just like common parental like abusive behavior yeah no people just don't get it yeah um but i also think sorry i don't mean to talk about rapunzel <laughs> but they went to a flower and they stole it like she was like keeping it hidden yeah but they're painting her as this like really like bad selfish person when they took the flower and used it for the queen and it can never be used again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just fine because she's rich. Fucking royalty. Fucking class. Royalty. God. <gasps> Anyways, sorry. But yeah, that was a tangent about abusive parents and how they do love their children. They're just bad people. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of parents in real life who overwork their kids for one reason or another and it's not because they hate their children it's in almost all, all cases. Usually it's because they love their children and they want their children to do better. Especially, I see a lot in, um, and obviously this is like media, how it portrays, uh, like, uh, foreign families who mm. move here and they're all like, we did a lot to get here and there is so much opportunity for you. You know, uh, you see a lot in like, uh, like K-dramas and stuff. They're all like, you right. have to become a doctor or a lawyer but or yeah, something high paying. That like guilting thing of like, yeah. we worked hard to get you here. You have to take advantage of the opportunity or else you're disrespecting me. Like, yeah. And that's a whole thing on like heritage, like uh, your family history and respect and yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole, like, world that I don't necessarily understand. Right. We can't speak to immigrant, like, experiences. <laughs> or even not immigrant experiences, just those cultures. Mm -hmm. um, like, Asian cultures, well, like, Japan is very family-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, and you take care. It, it's a whole thing. Anyways, that's a tangent for another time. <laughs> so... Abusive parents love their children, but they- In, in most cases. In most in most cases. I obvious. would think in most. I, w I don't know the fucking numbers. <laughs> and I'm speaking like, well, I guess physically abusive, but I'm also specifically talking like emotionally abusive parents. Mm. Um, It's such a conflicting thing because then you grow up and you realize- So this is really hard for Eden to accept that mm. her aunt was not a good person for her. She taught her bad values. And she's all like, but she loved me. She did that for me. And it's like, well, maybe, but it was wrong. And yeah. that's so hard for you to accept. And then when you do accept it, you're so mad. You're like, they were awful to me. They made me scared. They, you, I have like responses, like you, you get quiet or you leave the room. Like there's like mm -hmm. defense responses that you have now. And you're so mad at your parent for doing these things. And you're like, but I still love them. And it's so awful because you want to hate them and you can't. And some people are really good at compartmentalizing and they're like, nope, I just hate my parents now, <laughs> which is great. But a lot of people, you can't do that because you can't go no contact for a reason or another. Mm -hmm. It's And even if you do go no contact, a lot of the times you still care for your parents. You're just like, I know they won't t change and that's unhealthy for me. Yeah. But yeah, she uh like thinks about it for 0.2 seconds and then she's like, "Um no. I'm actually I'm fine actually." <laughs> All of this was good cuz I'm super successful she's professionally. Like, um, yeah, you just taught me that my aunt was right. Uh Christmas was a waste of time and <laughs> Christmas past was like, "Whoops. That didn't go as planned." <laughs> but Christmas the spirit of Christmas past returns her to her bedroom. Yes. Um, and she's like, "I'm going to go to sleep and you'll be gone cuz you're just a dream." And and then she's like, ha, she's gone. Ha. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> and then. And then. The most beautiful woman. <laughs> she's really I, cute. Her dress. Okay. It is a fun, poofy dress. I enjoy a thoughtfully designed 
like a uh, heavyweight character, mm-hmm. like heavyweight, like in a fucking video game. <laughs> She's, She's a tank. Like Smash main. <laughs> I think heavy set was the word I was looking for. Don't worry about it. Anyways. Uh, no, she's going to fight orcs for me. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like her aunt, a lot of uh, the time, if a character is like heavier, it's like an indication that they're like a bad person or something. Yeah. Um, she has a very pleasant face. It's yeah. It's very round and soft. And I'm like, I want you to hold me. <laughs> She has a more pointed chin, but they yep. didn't, like, skimp on the double chin. Yeah. She looks very kindly, very, Which yeah. Which is interesting because, well, I was thinking about, like, Madame Carp, who is a very unpleasantly designed overweight person. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's dressed very nice, but her face, you know, yeah, it's not- They gave her, like, very small eyes. They give her- Like, yeah. lots of wrinkles, lots of uh, folds. Right. They're trying to indicate to you that this is a person you shouldn't like. Yep. Whereas- she is a larger woman in this uh, ghost of the spirit of Christmas present. And she's, she's plump, present. but she has a very smooth face. Which yeah. is, you know, usually Christmas presents, uh, they're usually like a plump man. Yes. Who is very jolly. Right. He's He's got Santa vibes. Yeah. She has some Santa vibes. She could be. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's a woman. <laughs> wow, feminist. <laughs> um... So, spirit of Christmas present shows up. This spirit, I think, is most similar to other, like, iterations of her character in, in like, other Christmas carols. Like, they they let her be fucking sarcastic, just like in the source material, and it slaps. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry, there's a holiday ghost of Christmas present Barbie, who looks nothing like the character from the what? show. Why obviously. would they do that? But she's gorgeous oh my god she's got like a long red dress a green flowing cape I that is that is decadent <laughs> i bet she's expensive as hell my god that woman i was trying to find her dress so i could describe it to our lovely listeners <laughs> um, well she's got fucking candy canes and shit on yeah it. so her dress is like a christmas tree yes it's specifically like um, all of it's like hooked it's like very ornaments. bell-shaped um it's got like a uh, garland kind of like mm-hmm. draped around it and bells and she's got a little wand yeah it's she's so cute um chuzzlewit keeps trying to eat candy off of her dress and, and i'm, I'm like, like chuzzlewit i don't think you can have peppermint yeah no you're a cat i think that's bad for you why does he want that he's well, a kitty it's, it's you know a cat would eat a peppermint <laughs> stick if we were dangling one in front of a kitty yeah they would lick it but i don't think they would enjoy I it i think they would crunch it they'd be like ah <laughs> you know so Christmas present shows up and she's going to show her what the present Christmas day will be like. Um, So she takes her literally downstairs where <laughs> yeah. um, it's her employees and they are throwing tomatoes at her portrait on the wall. She's fucking pissed. She's like, oh, you're all gone. She's like, gone, fired, you, gone, all of you will be fired. I, oh, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) And then Catherine walks in and she's like, oh, now you're in for it. She's going to tell you what for. I don't know what the saying is. (laughs) (laughs) So Catherine comes up and they all kind of stop and they're a little cowed. And Catherine like takes the tomato from the juggler and then she rears her arm back and she like gets the portrait right in the face. Yeah, she nails her. And then they all laugh and she's all like, yep, I talked to her. I couldn't like convince her otherwise. We're just, we have to work Christmas Day. And they're like, why are you friends with her? And she's like, she was different before. She's been through a lot. But she, and she like explains it, but she doesn't make excuses for Eden, which I appreciate too. Mm-hmm. 
um, I think it's like her relative later when she's like uh, heading out for her break, mm -hmm. who is like, I don't know how you stand her. And she's like, she is my friend. My friend is still in there. Yeah. It's she makes me crazy, but I can't hate her. Yeah. So they're still practicing, even though, you know, they're there for Christmas. It's the technically it's Christmas Day. Um, So we just like get to repeat Christmas Day the next day, but like change. Well, yeah, that's how it works. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas present. Um, Catherine is all like, well, I have to go to the other performance that I was designing for or something. She says something along those lines. Yes. And Eden's like, I knew it. How I dare you? I knew she was working behind my back. How dare she she's betrayed my trust so she's following Catherine down the street Catherine has like this big sack like tossed over her shoulder like a little <laughs> santa claus lady um and she's following her christmas present is such a funny lady this whole time she's like oh maybe <laughs> let's go see don't you feel like shit now <laughs> she's when they're like throwing stuff at her and she's just like oh you want to leave but we're having so much fun yeah <laughs> um she is not there to baby Eden. Yeah. Not at all. Like, she's all like, like I was saying, like, Christmas past, past is, too is very, she's, she's a very childish character and she doesn't feel like she's like trying to like teach Eden anything. She wants to hang out with her, honestly. Yeah. Well, and also Christmas past, their job is kind of to remind you of what Christmas used to be. To right. remind you of the joys. And then the present is being all like, look, you're a shitty person. Mm -hmm. And then future is all like, look at what being a shitty person has done. <laughs> right. But normally Christmas past is about like showing you those traumas mm -hmm. and along and with- you think and, about but it. But she didn't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, which was so interesting. Yes, it's a different characterization for her. And I, and I like what they're doing here with like the more childish past and then an adult present and then like a very mature future character. It's, it's very fun. Yep. So she follows Catherine um, all through the streets and she's all like, I'm going to find out where she's going, who she's doing work for. Oh, I bet it's this place, blah, blah, blah. And she follows Catherine to an orphanage. Mm -hmm. And the children are so excited to see Catherine. And Catherine, uh, you know, gets opens her bag and she has clothes and toys and stuff for them, which she's been spending her paychecks on. <laughs> um, and she loves them very much and they love her. And they're all like, did you tell Eden about our show? Is she gonna come? And she says... Oh, yes, I told Eden all about you. And she says that she's so sorry she can't be here, but that she's so proud of all of you. And Eden just like looks at her and like. Yeah, Eden is Ooh. feeling something. Yeah. Um, so she's like, well, I guess this is fine as long as it doesn't take away from the work she does for me sort of attitude. Mm -hmm. um, but then Catherine and the owner of the orphanage have a conversation about how the orphanage is going to get cut, shut down because they have no funding. They have nowhere for the children to go. Um, uh, you forgot about Tammy. <laughs> oh, I did. Sorry. Tiny Tammy. <laughs> Tiny <know>. Tam. LOL. <laughs> That's what it says in my notes. <laughs> The children put on this little show, and Eden's like, whoa, they were so good. It's so auto-tuned. Auto it sure it's is. <laughs> very painful to listen to. The they're, they're just children. It's fine. The only auto-tune I accept is Finn the Human, and that's because he ate a computer once. <laughs> he, like, swallowed one. And then when he sings this, like, one song, it's, like, very auto-tuned, and I'm like, this is really funny. <laughs> good. Love that. Also Miku. Yeah. But her job is being auto-tuned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She has no other option. <laughs> um, anyways. What was... I don't remember. I feel like I had some kind of point I wanted to make. 
Um, so she has a bit of a change of heart. She like sees how much Catherine cares about the orphans and she's like, oh, this is sweet. And then she's like, what? The orphanage is going to get shut down? So then she like, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Christmas present is all like, oh yeah, you know, street urchins have been making their way in the world for centuries or something. And I'm just, it's, it's the fucking same uh, scene as when Christmas present is like, if they're gonna die, they may as well do it and <laughs> decrease the surplus, the surplus population. Yeah. So she said that to Catherine earlier, and then she's like, what's going to happen to the orphans? And Christmas present is all like, well, street or- urchins have been living just fine for ages. And she's like, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but yeah, so Christmas present says the exact same thing to her. I, I don't think that they do that in this movie. That's the normal Scrooge thing, but I don't think that orphans came up earlier. Uh, Did they? They must have, because it does. I'm, I am looking at the Barbie fandom. Oh, huh. Uh, yeah. I must have missed that. She asks Both the times spirit of Christmas present, what will happen to the orphans if their home closes down? And she feels she becomes more offended when her words are repeated back to her. Huh. That she said to yeah. Catherine about them surviving as street urgents and demands they leave at once. <laughs> so. Well, yep, that's some classic Scrooge shit right classic, there. Classic, classic Scrooge shit. So, Christmas present returns her home, and she's all like, that was awful. I hated all of that, actually. <laughs> And she goes back to bed. Uh, she's like increasingly well, okay, stressed each okay. time. She's what's, like under the covers. <laughs> um, what's interesting is that she is getting into it. Like mm-hmm. she's clearly like caring about the children. She's like, oh no, uh, Catherine has to go back to work. That <laughs> she like goes like, oh no. <laughs> And, yeah, and they're like, Chris's oh, well, at like, least you can hang out. She's like, oh, I'm because Catherine has is like here for like maybe half an hour, mm-hmm. like dropping off the presents, listening to them sing. And she's like, I got to go to work. <laughs> and Chris's present is like, oh, did you change your mind about working on Christmas? And she's like, uh, n- no, she could have taken a longer break, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so and then Chris's present is like, well, we better go. And she's like, what? Now? Yeah. And Chris's present is like, well, isn't your beauty sleep more important than all these children? You know, you have to look after yourself. And she's like, uh, yeah, you're right. So, like, Chris's present is using fucking reverse psychology. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, I thought that that was very interesting. Like, Chris's present never pushes her. She is just, like... You know, she's very sly about it. She is. The she's, thing she and she's says. funny about it. Yeah. <laughs> what an icon. <laughs> Do a ranking of the <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. All right. So she returns home and she goes back to sleep. And finally, the spirit of Christmas future is here. They Ooh. like try to give her like an ominous entrance, and then like immediately she takes down her hood and then she never puts it back up, and I'm like, oh, but she's a milf just for you. She could have been ominous. <laughs> she's very pretty. Uh, she's an older, thin lady. Mm-hmm. Very thin, actually. Which, I don't know. You're old. All yeah. of your fat drains away. I don't think that she's that much thinner than she's- like a regular body moth. Barbie model. No. Is she? She looks normal to me. Barbies I don't know, are just though. really thin. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Those are not proportions that a human being can have. Unless you get surgeries like that one lady. I wish that were me. <laughs> I want my waist to be snatched. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Satan himself. <laughs> so, Christmas future. 
she brings Eden to what her future Christmases are going to be like. Um, it sh- oh, um, Chuzzlewit is like, what if I just stay here? And she's like, no, I think you should come, which is the opposite of what happens in Muppet Christmas Carol when Rizzo and Gonzo are like, I think that we'll just skip this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Chuzzlewit's like, you guys go ahead. And Christmas Future is like, oh, no, you come along, too. <laughs> Um, so she, in the future Christmas, she has fired all of her co-workers, all of her employees from the Gadshill Theater for coming in late on Christmas Day. And the replacement she hired failed to meet up to expectations and they swindled her, I think. No, okay. There were issues. The first issue is that there was a hypnotist who- Oh, He was gonna do a performance, but she was like, I can't be hypnotized. And so he was like, okay, I'll try on you. And then he hypnotized her to say- to cluck like a chicken whenever she hears the word brava. Uh, and then she's like, I can't be hypnotized, so good luck with your show, though, and walks away, and he, like, tries to stop her, but, yeah, uh, but he does fails. not, yeah. So, that's clearly an embarrassing situation. Um, and then and- during her show, people say brava, and then she starts clucking, and it kind of ruins her reputation. Yeah, and then there's another, uh, scene with, like, uh, trained dogs who are poorly trained, but- <laughs> Very, very, very poorly. So those are the two that I remember. <laughs> yep. Um, so she's lost her fame. She's poor. Um, she and Chuzzlewit are starving and freezing. And there is a little Chuzzlewit is fucking disgusted. <laughs> He's all like, this is what is in store. I want to die. And sh- and future uh, Eden and future Chuzzlewit, she's like, future Chuzzlewit, go catch that mouse, please. And Chuzzlewit's trying and he fails to catch the rat. And she's like, I'm so sorry. That was going to be your Christmas dinner. And Chuzzlewit of the present is like, I'm sorry, what? You want me to eat a what? <laughs> and man, Christmas future opens a window. And then Eden of the future was like, oh, how did that window open? It's so cold. And I'm like, lady, she's already freezing. That's so fucked up of her. But I think a flyer flies in, doesn't it? Yes, uh, of Catherine. Yep, it's an advertisement of Catherine's new fashion studio and for her new fashion line. And future Eden is all like, this is great. I haven't seen Catherine since. Well, <laughs> um, and so she's all like, let's go, Chuzzy. Right, she's like, well, it's Christmas, so she wouldn't be there now, but still, yeah, you know. we could, you could go pop by. So she um goes to the. There's like a lady there. She goes to the fashion studio, the store, and she goes in, and it's like everything's very fancy in there. All of the clothes are fantastic. It's much warmer in there. Um, and then there's Catherine, and Catherine is in the middle of telling off an employee for wanting to get off on Christmas. Yep, she's all like, "Um, no, you have to stay here. We're working. We have our fashion line is debuting next week. <laughs> we can't afford to blah blah blah." So she, Catherine has become rich and popular, but she's also adopted um Eden's to live in a selfish world. You have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. she's all like you were right eden okay do you remember this backstory because i was like this seems really unrealistic to me how could they do this to Catherine? you know yep, how, no, how somebody's personality changed so much but the 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 story is that she had to go get different work because she got fired and it took her out of town she was gone for months and when she got back the orphanage was closed and she never found tammy even though she had wanted to adopt her before she wanted to adopt tammy so I'm like, and she lost a child. Like that yes. could fuck a person up. Yeah, she. Which you're, you're, 
you know, you're a failure and you're like, I can't take care of other people. I have to take care of myself. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> like, that stressed me out, actually. <laughs> um, Yeah. All those children are on the street. <laughs> yeah. Or moved somewhere else. But also, like, kind of implied that Tammy was dead. Not really, but like- All that they said was that she was gone, you know? But like- She's a orphan, like, with a disability in, like, 19th century England. Not great odds for her. She asks Catherine for help, and Catherine's all like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, And she's all like, then she tells the whole backstory. She had to scramble for work. She left. She lost Tammy. Um, and, um, And she learned that Tammy and the other orphans were now street urchins. So she decided to stop caring and focus on herself in order to cope. You know, that's a good coping mechanism. (laughs) (laughs) And she's all like, I took your advice to heart. I'm doing great now. And Eden's like, oh, okay. Well, I think maybe I was wrong. And Catherine's like, no, no, you were fine. It was great. (laughs) Now you have to leave. I have a lot to do. And she kind of kicks them out. Yeah. And future Eden leaves the store. And she's all like, wait, Cheswit? And she turns around and Cheswit is like curling up in the store window because it's warm in there. <laughs> yeah. And then the employee comes and kicks him out. And she's all like, you were going to abandon me. And he's like, I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheswit. Um, Catherine gives her a scarf, but it's like the sheerest, thinnest scarf known to man. And it like blows away. And she has to like chase it down the street. Oh my it's God, like I forgot pathetic. about that. <laughs> And it, yeah, it's like in the snow and it's, yeah. So, present Eden, horrified. She's like, no, not Catherine. Yeah. Specifically. Like, she didn't want this for Catherine. Catherine's supposed to be caring about her mostly. Which but- is really interesting because I remembered that and I was watching, rewatching the film. And earlier on, Catherine is like, it's so hard for me to see you like this. Like, she kind of switched places with Catherine in yes. like, like, financially and emotionally. Yep. <laughs> um... Oh, God. I'm not ready for what comes next. <laughs> Anyways, so she returns and uh, I, she's like, no, I don't want this to happen. And she wakes up in her bed, I assume. I don't know if Christmas future returns her or if she just like wakes up in bed. I don't remember. But she wakes up and she, well, she's like, please, to Christmas future. She's like, I need another chance. Please let me change this. This cannot come to fruition. I This cannot happen. Um, And then she wakes up. She awakens changed for the better. <laughs> um, this woman has a mental break. She's yeah. all like, oh, Chessie, Cheswit, what day is it? Oh, it's Christmas. Oh, my goodness. How are you supposed to know it's Christmas if you don't ask an orphan on the street? I know, honestly. <laughs> she goes through her bedroom and like- she, Okay, she's like, it's too late to buy presents. None of the shops will be open. So I'll just grab a bunch of random shit. Like a clock and- some other stuff and she gives them all like christmas bonuses or something she is manic it is fucked up i would not be like oh it's so good you're nice now i would be like ma'am are you okay no i'm not taking your stuff go put it away no i think we need to take you to the doctor because she comes downstairs and they're like and as she comes into the main room up on the loft area um they're coming in the door and they're like please don't fire us because we were late please we got here as soon as we could we're so sorry and she's like no 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 no! don't even worry about it here here i have christmas presents for everyone i have things to give you and then you can all go home and spend the day with your families and they're like oh okay they are not like, oh, okay, but we sure were. 
<laughs> the, honestly, if if you were an employee of this woman and this was happening, you'd be like, huh, you're clearly doing very poorly, but this benefits me, so bye. Yes, that's what <laughs> they were like. But Catherine should be noticing that this is very bad. Yeah, um, she goes to Maurice, the guy who likes Catherine, and she whispers in his ear. She's like, Freddy. Freddy, is it Freddy? Yeah. Sorry, I was wrong. So she goes to Freddy and she's like, Freddy, I actually have a favor to ask you. And she whispers in his ear and he's like, really? Yeah, yes, I can do that for sure. <laughs> she's like setting up a date for him and yeah. Catherine. I think she gives him money to go buy tickets to like well, something. Well, he or- is like driving them in a carriage later. I I don't, I didn't get to finish my rewatch, so. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then she goes to Catherine. She's like, Catherine, I am so sorry for how I was behaving. Let's go see your orphans. And Catherine's like, how do you know about them? <laughs> and she's like, oh, Catherine, you can't hide anything from me. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, <laughs> this shit is so fucking suspicious. Um, I have in my notes here, why did she hire Freddy? He's so bad at his job. He sucks. He just keeps trying to, like, pull shit out of his hat and it's always the wrong shit. <laughs> Maybe he's a comedy act. <laughs> he can play himself off as a comedy act, but he's not one on purpose. <laughs> he doesn't think he's a comedy act, but everyone else does. Um, So she goes with Catherine to the orphanage, and all of the orphans are like, oh, you brought Eden to come see our show. And they're so happy. And she's all like, I have decided to adopt this place. So she becomes like the funding for the orphanage. <laughs> the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they are to go to her straight away if any orphan has any needs or like needs help or anything. She's yeah, like, she's I gonna am gonna buy them it. all new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she learns that Christmas has spirit and joy. Yay. Okay, but when does the fucking magic snow globe thing happen? <sighs> so I think it like zooms out. Well, they're they're driving in their carriage, and then the the snow the snow globe that she's holding comes to life, and the ghosts come out. Yeah. Do you remember that they start singing? It was weird. <laughs> hey, and and it is actually happening, and Catherine and Freddie see this happening, and there's magic ladies, and no one has the proper reaction to floating magic ladies singing them a little Christmas song. So I know what I said about uh the congruency of uh Madame Carp to Aunt Marie, but I think Barbie just stole the story of a Christmas Carol and rehashed it to her sister. Um, entirely possible. Uh, because also the use of a prop makes it seem like either it's all real or she just fucking made it up. Either one is entirely possible, (laughs) which completely messes with the Barbie cinematic universe. Okay. Um, um, the BCU. New theory. Yes. (laughs) There's a Barbie cinematic universe, but it's actually the Barbie Christmas universe. And the only two movies that are actually connected are this one and Nutcracker. (laughs) Because they both have, like, weird, like, this could be true things at, like, the end. God. Hey, fellas, did you know that in the newest Barbie movie, the mermaid one with her girlfriend Barbie, Barbie and Barbie? Yeah. Uh, the Nutcracker is in there. <laughs> He's, they go to, like, a little cavern. Um, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and they were like, hey, look, it's the Nutcracker. And I was like, the what? <laughs> It was really bad. Maybe we'll get there in no. a couple years or some shit. I'm and never we'll tell watching you. that movie again. <laughs> it was really bad. It was Ugh. Okay, that's another that's another cause the music, the plot, everything. It had the worst script of any Barbie film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
her girlfriend was hardly in it. Either girlfriend. Well, her new girlfriend was there, but her mermaid girlfriend, I was like, <gasps> her mermaid girlfriend. But then she was like barely she, there. Yeah, they didn't even use her. Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of Barbie having a girlfriend, I guess uh, so, Nikki shows up here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I will talk. So <laughs> she ends the story and uh, Kelly is all like, wow. She's all like, do you think I could go grab my allowance and donate that? to the cause and Barbie's like I think that would be wonderful if you did I think people would really appreciate that and then Nikki comes in like she opens the door and she's like where are my girls (laughs) and I'm like Barbie that's your girlfriend that's what else could be happening here that's a girlfriend Mm -hmm. because you know Eden was played by Barbie and Catherine was played by Nikki so they had to have a Nikki here since they had a Catherine Mm. like so prevalent I feel anyway she's all like hey I just realized neither of my girls are with me (laughs) Guys, we We gotta gotta scram. There's a ball. Come on. Yep. So, and so then they all leave and then we pan back over to the snow globe and like there's, I don't know, some magic twinkling. Yeah. You know. So, Barbie Christmas Carol, it's like looking at the plot, it feels obviously it's strange for a Barbie movie because it's very segmented because that's how Christmas carols are. It's very short feeling. I think it is a short movie. I don't think it's any shorter than the other ones. It was like a hour 15. Yeah, it just feels short because, you know, you have story, you have intro, you have uh, past, present, future, closing. It's very, I feel like we've written a paper, like a five paragraph paper. <laughs> I think that that's just because you're so used to, uh, that's true. Used to Christmas Carol stories. If it was the first Christmas Carol you'd ever seen, you'd be like, oh my God, holy shit. <laughs> Imagine if this is the only Christmas Carol you've ever like consumed. You're like, this is such a good original story. How did Barbie come up with this? <laughs> Um, it is the most unique Christmas Carol, I feel. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that this is even further from the source material than, uh, the Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Like, and that one goes some pretty wild ways from it. But yeah, it's only the structure. And then they, like, have some characters who they, like, twist to fit in. Because obviously her past is different. She's a different character. Yeah. Um, She's not a miserly old man. You know? (laughs) And so that changes a lot of things about it. She's a Madonna. She's a diva. So I have some quotes that I forgot to say. Okay. Um, lay it on me. The first one was when she's with Christmas present and they have visited the orphans. And she says, oh no, not the children. <laughs> Which was very good. And then when she wakes up and she's talking to Chuzzlewit and she's all like uh, getting stuff together. She's like, we can ha- ha- help people. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I cannot. Anyways, I forgot to say those, and it was really important to me that people knew she struggled with the word help so fucking bad. She's so manic. It's so uncomfortable. I've never felt that way about a Scrooge turnaround. Like, he, and he's always, like, spending a lot of money. He's and, a like, little manic, too. But it, but it feels so energy. jolly, and, like, yeah. I'm like, Her oh. energy is not good. <laughs> it's... It's stressful for all of us involved, except for everyone in the movie, maybe. Yeah. Um. So that was Barbie Christmas Carol. Uh, this movie was directed by William Lau, which is a name I recognize. Uh, Elise Allen did wrote the script, okay. and uh, Anita Lee was the producer. Oh, good for them. Yeah. <sighs> this movie is wild to me. Um, I got together with a friend over the holidays while she was back in town, and she said her sister made her watch specifically the Christmas Carol Barbie movie. She was all like, 
my sister had choice of the Christmas movie we watched and she chose <laughs> Barbie. And I was like, that's so interesting that she chose this one and not like Nutcracker. Right, right. But um, I feel like I would go for Nutcracker first if yeah. I was picking. Well, uh, my friend is a little younger than me and she has a younger sister. So mm. I assume her sister is early 20s, maybe 18. So... So maybe, because I didn't grow up with this film, really. No. So if you grew up with this film, I can see it being like your staple Christmas Carol movie, which is interesting. Um, Sometimes we do questions. We kind of did a question last time, but not really. So uh, we're going to ignore that that ever happened. Um, so my question is, uh, and I'll, well, we can post this to our social media so people can actually see. We can do a poll on Tumblr, right? (laughs) What's your favorite Christmas carol? Aw, I think that'd be fun. What's your favorite version of Christmas carol? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's our question. Uh, you know the Muppets are gonna win. Everybody fucking loves that movie. (gasps) You fucking love that movie. No, it's not just me. It's because it's I've a good seen movie. It on the internet, the people agree with me. Okay, we know. I like the Scrooge McDuck one, like okay, the Mickey yeah. Mouse one. It's funny, but that one's very bare bones. It's, it's only like so- a half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's about what I can handle of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Uh, I need to know, because also because there was, like, the new Scrooge movie that came out and everyone's like, a daddy? When they what? saw him? <laughs> Did you know? No! People were like, oh, he hot. And I'm like, are you guys have eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen him. Yeah, it, oh, it was a drama miniseries. Oh. But it was animated. What? Look at him. They're like, that man's a dilf. And I'm like, oh. What the fuck? He just looks like a Scrooge. He's, he's like. He's fine. He's like fine. He's like more conventionally attractive than your average Scrooge. Yeah. He's like fine. Anyways, I didn't watch that. I like dilfs. I would not fuck this man. <laughs> I know who you would fuck. She's fine too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd get you. Get you with the milk. I. They kind of look like they're from Arcane. <laughs> little bit yeah they have an interesting style there yeah wow that and spirited came out this year so 2022 had two new christmas carols hmm. huh anyways yeah there's so many we'll we'll hold a little poll it'll be fantastic <laughs> um i think this movie is like a four <laughs> <laughs> wow that you never go that low it's they stole a plot and it was always- weird do that. Well, I mean, yeah. Most of them have source material. It's true. I I just okay. you don't like this one. I don't. Mm, I should do like a five or a six. See, honestly. I find this one surprisingly enjoyable for it one is. that I didn't grow up with. You yeah, know, it's like I feel fun. like I was harsher on it like the first time I saw it. I was like, this is yeah. weird. No, I think this one's fine. I think it's good. Uh, the music is a four because it's all Christmas music. I love Christmas music, but I would prefer OG original Barbie music. Huh. I mean, but it's not also, really it's a, a musical. Also, it's it a just... four because um, it's all auto tuned, auto tuned. Okay, the singing is not ideal, but I I think all the music is fine um characters were good actually well like Mm -hmm. the main five like uh (laughs) eden and Catherine and the spirits okay i liked all of them uh her little employees they were just like little guys they're just they don't matter it's fine yeah um but yeah i think their characters were pretty good actually yeah ply is the christmas carol so you can't really screw that up but but they did a lot with it they They made a lot of choices which i honestly respect so, like, emotionally, I'm like, this movie. But then I'm like, huh, this movie. <laughs> it's not one of my favorites. I would choose The Nutcracker as my Christmas, like, rewatch of the season if mm-hmm. I would, if I wanted some vibes. 
but I think I think that that's nostalgic based. Like yeah. I think that this movie's perfectly fine. So I wouldn't rate it like highly, but like music, I would probably give like a. Uh, it's there's nothing wrong with it's it. Christmas so like six music. or seven. Yeah, it's Christmas music. Characters seven or eight. They're like good. Uh, and then uh, the plot seven or eight. It's like good. So I guess it's a seven for me. Okay, I'll go with a six. Okay. <laughs> You've convinced me. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie is absolutely fine. Um, Charlie, it's just not one of our favorites. Who yeah. We had on the podcast, um, the last two episodes for Diamond Castle. They hate this movie. I oh, think. huh. I could Charlie. If I'm quoting you wrong, I'm so sorry. But I was like, yeah, we're watching that movie, and they were like, Christmas Barbie Christmas Carol, and I was like, damn, who hurt you? <laughs> Apparently, Eden Sterling. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized. <laughs> Eden, St- what is it? It's like Eden Sterling is a fugly bitch. <laughs> I love her. Um, yeah. So Chuzzlewit is one of my top animal sidekicks. I would have to like look through it, but honestly, probably because most of them, it's neutral or bad. Yeah. And um, he's, like, n- neutral on the positive side. So, like... Yeah. I... Okay, I actively like every animal character in Princess and the Popper. They did it good. Yes. I even like that horrid poodle. Yeah, he's awful. But, like, in an interesting way, at least. I love Hervé. Hervé. Yeah, my fuck love. yeah, Hervé. I forgot about him. <laughs> I would never forget Hervé. Every time I see Fred the horse um, from Over the Garden Wall, I'm like, oh, Hervé. If only you had an, a French accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, cause so don't try to make the animals like cutesy if you can't, which you can't because your animation is bad. Just make them little guys. It if he's a fucked up little guy, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it helped that he didn't dance. Yeah, no. If he did that, then I would have, he would be dead to me. Yeah. The, the evil dog in this one, like, snickers. It's, like, horrible. <laughs> I hate him. It's so interesting to me which media decides that cats are evil and which media decides that dogs are evil. Mm. Um, in Fragile Dreams, which is a game for the Wii, it's an RPG, uh, dogs are evil and they attack you. They are scary. <gasps> oh no! Um, owls also attack you. It's a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, go- you're fighting ghosts, basically. They're terrifying. There's like this floating lady with like spikes out coming out of her back. Like she got, mm-hmm. like she fell on some spikes mm-hmm. or something in her life and she faces away from you and she's floating and she's sobbing into her hands and then she like uh, attacks you. Um, and then there's some children legs. It's it's just, <laughs> it's just the leg part. Like what? they're wearing some shorts and then they laugh and they come and they kick you and they do a lot of damage <laughs> and you're like, ah. Um... <laughs> Mostly it's just like like blob ghosts. But yeah, the dogs attack you. It's very scary. Um the cats, you can buy um little cat toys from the chicken man that comes and visits you <laughs> at the fire, and then you can play with the cats and then you get like little cat stickers on your map. That sounds nice. Um Resident Evil, if you befriend the dog in Resident Evil 4, he saves you from a scary zombie in the future. Just like the wolf in uh that other horror game. Yeah. Until dawn. Until dawn. Yeah, but then there's um some things where like I can't name them because I can only remember the cat ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some where, like, the cats are the bad people. Well, cats versus dogs. The cats are evil and the dogs are good. Uh, so in pets, I think 
most of the cats were evil also because i think it depends on who makes it yes it depends on if that person is a cat person or a dog person but in real life if the if they're evil or not depends on your location i was in what no no there are certain places i was in yerevan armenia and every dog in that city they like have like like this really nice program where like all of the dogs are like tagged there's just street dogs, but they're, like, the nicest dogs, and they just, they don't even, like, come up at you for, like, treats or pets. Sometimes they, like, follow you for a little bit, but then they're, like, so chill. They're just, like, sleeping. They're just, like, hanging out. Those are the nicest dogs. They're just hanging out. And then my little sister went to fucking, uh... Kyrgyzstan? Kyrgyzstan. And immediately got bit and had to go get rabies shots. <laughs> like, apparently the dogs over there are, like, super aggressive, like, all through the city that Weird. she was in. And I know yeah. there's a lot of places where there's just, like, cats that chill everywhere. Yeah. And they're really chill. But then sometimes wild cats are, like, fucked up. It's true. I would say that it depends on the population. I I think cats and dogs are both capable. How the community uh, treats the animals yes. in the vicinity. Exactly. Um, But it also, it's, like, a personal bit, too. Uh, not always, but a lot of the times there's dog people versus cat people. And, uh, I would say generally dog people are like, I don't like cats. Mm -hmm. They, they don't show you affection. I don't understand them. And it's because those dog people, uh, interact with cats like they interact with dogs. And then the cat like bites them because it gets overstimulated. As a cat person, I don't hate dogs. No, I was but, just about to say, and yeah. then a lot of the time with cat people, they're like, I love cats. I'm a cat person. I don't hate dogs. They're fine. But I also similarly do not know how to interact with the dog. Yes. But I won't say that it's the dog's fault. Unlike some dog people who are like, cats are fucking evil. And it's like, no, you just don't understand them, you prick. Yep. <laughs> but then there is a lot of people who are cat people and they're like, dogs are the worst. I hate them. And then yep. there's dog people who are all like, I like cats, but I don't understand them. Yeah, yeah. They're like, and they get that you can't interact with cats like you do dogs. And so they're like, I'm lost. <laughs> I know it's not the same, but I, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I like pet a dog and the dog like looks at me and I'm like, I know that I'm not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, like a dog comes up to me and I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> Stop looking at me. And then I'm like, they're all like, and obviously I know the dog wants me to pet them, but I don't want to pet them because dogs are smelly. And yeah, then they, they make are. my hands smell bad. <laughs> um, actually... How much I like your dog depends on how bad your dog smells and how greasy <laughs> your dog is. Um, the dogs I dog sit for, one, they're bad people. They're mean dogs. Not really. They're just not trained well. So they're like selfish dogs. Mm. They just don't get it. And uh, I'll pet the little one who is an ankle biter and will attack you if she doesn't <laughs> know you. Um, she's scary. Uh, we're mostly friends on like the third day of me dog sitting. <laughs> and... Uh, the bigger one, if I'm like, oh, Maddie, are we friends? And I go to pet her, he will, like, bulldoze her over. <laughs> and I'm like, you're the worst dog in the world. I hate oh. you. Not really. Like, I don't want to hate animals, obviously. But I'm like, you're a bad person, little dog. Uh, and then I dog sit for, like, my aunts sometimes. And uh, one of them has, like, a little doggy. And I'm like, you are the cutest little doggy. I want to hold you. I love you. You are, like, floppy. It's great. And then they also have a dog named Maddie, who is, like, a border collie. Nicest dog. So soft. And I'm like, you're great. <laughs> so, yeah, it depends on how bad your dog smells and if they're really needy because I am emotionally distant. Exactly. We can't detached. have a dog. You like dogs and uh, uh, I Teddy see, grew up with a Samoyed. I, my parents <laughs> used to uh, breed Samoyeds. I grew up with Samoyeds. I see a Samoyed. 
moyed and the amount of joy I feel in my heart, I'm like, oh, I long for the day I can lay on a Samoyed. I want to hold one. But if I had a dog, I'd be so bad with it. Yeah. See, dogs need so much from you. Cats are just like a weird little roommate. You're like, oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, cats cats are just fucked up little guys. Which is to say, Chesuit, perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's ugly. Sometimes cats are ugly. He's like an uggo little cat. Yeah, but you're like, oh, I squish you. Yeah, I would squish Chesuit. I would not squish the dogs from no, Diamond fuck Castle. those dogs. I'm like, okay, but also sometimes dogs just have people eyes and they look at you and you're like, hello? That's a human being? <laughs> There's a person inside that dog. You know too much. A, a lot of, sometimes like horses or cows, yeah. you're like, oh my god, your they're, soul, I can see it. big brown eyes and you're like, stop looking at me with them big old <laughs> eyes. But cats, little guys. Yeah. Even like quote-unquote, like, like evil cats, like little vicious cats, I'm like, I'm going to squish you, hee-hee. And people are like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm i at your party. I'm laying on your floor. I am, like, holding out my hands so your cat can sniff me. <laughs> um, I am at your party. I have picked up your cat, who you said scratched everyone, and I'm like, oh yeah, he scratched me. I'm holding him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like to respect cats' boundaries. Uh, Teddy I, does not. I think... Uh, cats need to learn a thing or two. <laughs> I bully our cats, but I think it's good for them. I don't, but I let them do it anyways. <laughs> so that has been uh, uh, Dogs versus Cats controversy talk. Thanks for <laughs> That's coming. That's obviously what you come to our Barbie Thank podcast for. Thank you for, for coming to our Barbie podcast to hear us talk about animals. And also I talked about spirit at, at like length. <laughs> It, it that was related. It was at yeah. least that was related. But yeah, uh, apologies that uh, we recorded the last two episodes during like Pride Month and the month after Pride Month, and then it took us a year almost. I really wish this could have been a holiday episode. Yeah, but don't we, worry about it. Don't worry about it. The episode has come back around to being almost relevant again. Don't worry about it. I would just like to say, for the record, that Barbie movie slap. Oh my god, Ted, you're so right. Barbie movie slap. I'm so smart. Wow, wow. I Alrighty. forgot how we ended this podcast. <laughs> it's been so fucking long. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye. If I could wish for one thing, I'd take the smile that you bring. Wherever you go in this world, I'll come along. Together we dream the same dream. Forever I'm here for you, you're here for me Oh, oh, oh two voices